1: Mind, my body and Bye. business
2: Body and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your Business. I am your host Maria Moore. So excited to have you for another episode. And if you're new to the podcast, let me welcome you and say hey new BFF. So glad to have you here. We are all about self improvement and just feel good vibes. And typically when we kick off the podcast. We talk about, I'm saying we, it's really just me, but my husband is here joining me today. Woo! Hey, James Collins. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. That's the <laughs> only time he says hey, hey, hey. That is like <laughs> that's his
3: interview introduction. I felt, he never you know, says
2: hey, hey, hey.
3: I was in the vibe. <laughs> I was hey, hey, hey.
2: Yeah, so my husband, James, is here. He's been on two previous episodes. He has been so kind to take some time out of his day so that I'm not down here recording this podcast episode alone. But typically kick things off with a mind, body, and business check-in, and that's your opportunity to uh, check in with yourself. What are you trying to do for your mind, body, and business? Setting those seven-day goals and being very intentional about the action you need to take to achieve those goals. And instead of doing that, the title of this episode is It's All For You, as an F-O-U-R, the number four. So we're still going to talk mind, body, and business, but focus on four ways to improve or enhance your mind, body, and business. So to kick this episode off, we're going to start with your mind, four ways to find motivation when you are overwhelmed or in a rut. How often do you find yourself in a rut, James? Oh,
3: I am in a rut at least once every month, at least. Really? No, easy, easy. I'm in a rut at least once every month. There's a a rut for me is when I don't feel like doing something. I don't have creativity. I'm just unmotivated. So, yes, at least once every three to four weeks.
2: Yeah, that's why I combine the word overwhelmed and rut together, because I think most of the time the rut is a result of overwhelm or just not being inspired at all. And so some of the strategies that I have for this specific segment of this podcast episode is related to that. The first one is a change of scenery. Have you ever felt like, and I was talking to earlier about my uh, Twilight Zone addiction. I don't know what it is, but I'm going back and watching all of the black and white (laughs) episodes. But sometimes you can feel like uh, you're in the Twilight Zone or in a cycle of repetition it feels like the same thing every day and a little bit of change of scenery can make a big difference
3: yeah like i mean different gyms different you know one of my buddies he's always saying like you know it's the outfit and it's true like if you go to the gym with a new pair of shoes on or you know just something you're excited it does it makes you like a different person i mean you know it seems silly but it's true environment Uh, outfit, clothing, all these things. Just something to give you a fresh perspective.
2: Yeah, scenery is a big deal for me, especially in the gym. You know, sometimes just getting on a different treadmill or working out in a different area of the gym, um, feeling like I'm in a different kind of vibe, a different kind of environment can help me get out of a rut. And also really getting organized, you know. Mm -hmm. A lot of times the overwhelm or the uh, lack of inspiration is a result of, being in the middle of chaos or physical mess. Um, You know, think about how you feel after you clean out your car and you're driving around in your car and it's clean or your desk and the papers ain't everywhere and you can actually find the thing that you're looking for. I mean, it's a big deal. So change of scenery, getting organized is really big. The next one I have for a way to find motivation when you're overwhelmed or in a rut is to set small goals. I know when things pile up on me, My first response is deal with the entire pile instead Mm. of trying to like, let me pick this piece off of the pile and this piece off of the pile, setting smaller goals so it doesn't feel as overwhelming.
3: I think I take a similar approach whenever I have like a whole lot of stuff to do, just task by task. And just that sense of doing something makes you feel like doing more. I know I can't get the whole task done. So if I look at it that way, then I'm like, well, I didn't do it. But if I just say, oh, the first task is to write this quick letter, then I wrote the letter and then I'm, I, I get a check mark. And that yeah. check mark is inspiring to create more check marks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true.
2: I love it. You know, and you brought up a good point about check marks because the last two points I have for this number three is to create a priority list mm-hmm. because some of the overwhelm is a result of you feeling like you have to do something now that can wait a week or two weeks later. And so sometimes we feel like being busy is productive, but being productive is dealing really with the task at hand. So writing out a priority list is really important. I've always felt like there's a direct correlation between um, completion and confidence. Yeah, you know, like when you complete something, it's like, oh, okay. Well, my confidence was at a one now. It's at a three. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what's next? You know, so that's like a really big deal. So if you are one of those people and you're listening right now, you're like, oh, man, I'm just, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling uninspired. I am in a rut. Try one, two, three, or all four of these things. And I'm sure that uh, your situation will improve. Um, The next area is your body. We just got back from getting couples massages. We're not 100% satisfied. <laughs> so, you know, we be going in there thinking it's going to be relaxed. Have you ever gone into a massage and you're like, okay, um, there's a little bit too much pressure. And see, guys, it's real interesting because, you know, when me and my husband go, he usually has a female masseuse and I have a male masseuse. And, you know, when you're a guy, you're thinking like, what this little woman, you know, usually it's like a a woman maybe smaller frame than you and I feel like every time my husband has gotten a lady with the strongest elbows it's true
3: and you don't want to say you want to take it because you like this is good for me but at the end of the day you know I'm wincing I got my face in that little hole and I'm just trying to grin and bear and, and you know and you hope that at the end of all of this pain is some kind of relaxation, but sometimes it's not.
2: Yeah, I mean, and maybe it's one of those things where like, oh, in 24 hours after you drink water, you know, know, you'll feel loose and, you know, the effects of it all. But I'm sharing that experience of going to get couples massages because both of our bodies were telling us something ain't right you know yeah. and so that's what I want to talk about for the four areas for your body four signs your body is telling you you need to slow down and one of them is stiffness have you ever gone back-to-back days in the gym or maybe you were up late or you were just doing something that was very physically laboring and have you ever felt your body just be like nah <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's it like I ain't got no more, you know, and you try to drag and pull your body and your body's like, you ain't hear me the first time I said, nah, you know, and it's really important that you listen to your body. You know, I've shared this in this podcast before and I'll say it over and over again. Your muscles grow when you are resting. All the magic happens when you are resting. You are restored and you are renewed when you rest. When your brain rests, it gives you the opportunity to reset and gain those new ideas, new focus. The same goes for your body. So for those of you who feel like, all of the difference uh, that you're making in your fitness journey is happening in the gym. That is not the case. It is very important for you to have a rest day. And one of the signs that your body gives you that's telling you to slow down is you can't fully extend your arm all the way. Mm. Or that range of motion is li- limited. You know, you're having aches. You have the stiffness. Slow down. Stretch. Take a day off. Listen to your body. Because one thing about your body, if you don't listen the body speaks louder and they start hollering. <laughs> like, <laughs> did you not hear me say no? Nah? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so your body is going to tell you that. Another sign that your body is telling you to slow down is shortness of breath. And I'm not just talking about shortness of breath when you exercise. Um, you know, I talk a lot about um, paying attention to the signs that your body gives you when you exercise. And so whenever I train women and it's their first time Um, you know, doing a workout routine or they're new to exercise or they're deconditioned and they start breathing heavy and they're like, ooh, hold up. You know, like, (laughs) I'm like, it's called effort. You know, you're supposed to breathe heavy. But what's not supposed to happen is shortness of breath. It's really important that you're able to still form full sentences. So if you're having that shortness of breath, especially during exercise, slow down, let your heart rate come back a little and then get back to it. But also, I've noticed that your breath is um, a way that your body communicates to you when you're experiencing anxiety. So when I am emotionally overwhelmed, I feel shortness of breath. I can't take deep breaths. And I love the way that our bodies are made. You know, our bodies are made to protect us, to communicate with us, and to give us signs that something is off. You know, when you have a headache, you have to pay attention when you feel like a little sting in your back, you got to pay attention when your mouth is dry, you got to pay attention. It's like all of these ways that your body is trying to communicate to you. So it's really important that you listen. Uh, another sign that your body is telling you to slow down, and I'm sure my husband can relate to this when it comes to us and our relationship and how we communicate, is that you're irritable. You're ir- well, don't, we, don't we do this all the time with our kids? You know, they huh, huh? It's just all this random whining. It's like, you need to take a nap. You're irritated.
3: I definitely get really irritated when I'm overwhelmed. It is so hard, you know. A lot of times I just have to just... I find that when someone's asking me or the kids are wanting want attention, it's like, you know, 90% of that is because I just, I'm doing too much.
2: Irritability is a sign that your body is giving you to slow down. Like, okay, maybe you, you, you're taking on too much. Maybe your day needs to end at 4 o'clock <laughs> because you're already at your capacity. So really pay attention to that sign. And then trouble focusing. If you're having a hard time focusing, You know, that is another sign that your body is giving you to let you know that you've reached your capacity, especially like from a mental capacity aspect, because when you work out physically, you'll feel it. Like, sometimes your body will just shut down on you. So whether you're trying to go two hours straight, your body's like, nah, you know. But, you know, I think sometimes we feel like we can stretch our minds further. So if we're looking at our day, we say, okay, well, I'm going to do this proposal. I'm going to do two meetings. I'm going to do this and that. You have seven things down that require mental focus, but the capacity that you actually have is only going to let you do three of those things. Mm. And so your body is going to tell you, like, you can't remember your last thought. You can't remember the details of a conversation that you had earlier in the day. So if you're having trouble focusing, oftentimes that's your body telling you you're at capacity. That's it. Have you ever tried to push through those moments?
3: Oh, I try to do it all the time. I mean, I'm taking notes as you're speaking because I'm like, you know what? I need sometimes, you know what we do, what I do, is I take the symptom and the cause and I and I mix them up. I'm thinking I'm losing focus because of something other than I'm at capacity. Sometimes I say, well, you know what? Maybe maybe I'm at capacity because I'm losing focus as you know. So but the problem with looking at it backwards is you don't have a solution. Yeah. You know, like maybe I'm You know, like sometimes you say, well, I'm irritable because the kids are around. I'm not irritable because the kids are around. I'm irritable because I'm at capacity. So that gives me a solution. I can say, you know what? I need to slow down. I need to eat. I need to breathe. I need to do something so that I can get my capacity up, you know, and um, and it just makes everything so much better.
2: And I've also found that, you know, when I procrastinate and I don't spread things out better over time, when I try to do everything at once, it ends up taking me longer and requiring more capacity than if I spread it out over time. Mm. Because the thing about operating, when when you're operating at 40%, is going to take you longer to do something than you would if you were operating at 95%. Makes sense. Yeah. So it's just really important that, one, you try not to procrastinate and spread things out and don't let things pile up. And you pay attention to the signs that your body is giving you because the L could be even bigger if you try to push through those moments Mm -hmm. instead of just listening and, and slowing down.
1: McDonald's is not new to chicken. Whether it's
0: audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
2: Moving on to business. These four pointers for your business are going to be focused specifically on money. If you did not catch The episode that me and my husband did on money, when I tell you, we just...
3: Oh, dimes. Oh. Dimes.
2: Jewels, gems, dimes. Yes, Yes, You know, when you look at social media and you see all of these shortcuts to get to the bag, both my husband and I, we really believe that hard work still works. Yes, It is still works. And if you stay committed and you're focused and disciplined, you have a plan over time, you are going to enjoy the fruits of your hard work, your sacrifice and your effort. And so we went into detail about how we got out of debt, how um, we put ourselves in a really good financial position to not worry about bills and just really be in a space to where we can be present with each other, with our kids. But for your business, I have four components of a good financial plan. So uh, the first thing I have is short, medium, and long-term goals. So, you know, you can't make a plan until you know what you want to accomplish um, with your money. I believe that every dollar you earn should have a job, Okay, um, it's a job to get you out of debt. It's a job to contribute to your freedom, to make choices without having to rely on an employer. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be in a space where you are more in control of your uh, of your time. Now, it's really important that you're setting financial goals for the short term, also for the long term. So example of short term goals, ones that you want to achieve in the next five years, paying off debt, paying off a new car. That's one of the many things that we did. We looked at our debt and we were like, okay, well, credit cards. Let's tackle those. And then we went to student loans, which it was really only me because my husband was super smart and he just got a ton of scholarships. So, I mean, you know, Uh, (laughs) um, but yeah, definitely setting short term goals. Then moving on to those medium term goals that you hope to achieve in the next five to 10 years, uh, maybe a down payment on a home or starting your own business. Uh, And then long term goals are the ones that are more like 10 years away, 10 plus years. So you got kids, you need to be thinking about the college fund and of course, retirement. I don't think it's ever too late to look into retirement. I didn't start contributing to my retirement plan until I was in my 30s. Wow. Yeah.
3: Well, I was much older.
2: Okay, I, I know <laughs> you over there like wow, like you started when you was eighteen. I'm like, are you flexing? No, no, it, it was it, it was the other way around. I okay. was like, wow,
3: you started in your thirties. <laughs> Yeah, I started about four years ago. Yeah, years ago.
2: but I mean, I think it's awesome what you've achieved as an entrepreneur. She got
3: like $2 million, I got about $2, <laughs> but you know, it's, we balance.
2: But you know what, the the exchange was you became an entrepreneur at a much younger age than I did, so you know what that's like, you know what freedom is like, you know what control of your time is like, and you had that since your are 20, so I think that that's invaluable. But I ain't
3: have no retirement plan at all. Yeah, well, you got a
2: wife who has one, so now there you have How about that? (laughs) But yeah, definitely uh, one of the components of a good financial plan is setting goals, knowing what you're working towards, because that's what's going to keep you motivated about making your money work for you. The second thing is having a budget. Do you know where your money is coming from and where it is going? And, you know, we shared this in our financial episode that a lot of people think that they have an income issue, like they're not making enough money when Mm. they really have a spending issue. Yes. And one of the first things that you're going to have to do is take a look at where your money is going, because you might Fine, that you have enough to pay off your debt and save, mm-hmm. but you got all this mindless spending going on. So a good financial plan is going to be one that includes a budget. What revelation did you have when you started looking at where your money was going?
3: First of all, I think that the revelation that most people have is you're like, you know, I make more money than I thought. Because a lot of times we're just looking at what we have to account for. But when you think about all of the money that's going out and the different areas that you're losing money in, you're like, you know what? I have more than I thought I did. But then the other big thing was, you know, which which was a huge motivator, was how much money I was spending in interest. Yeah, You know, that was just depleting me. You know, slowly killing me one payment at a time (laughs) at the end of the day to realize, I mean, between your mortgage, between, you know, the car, any credit cards, anything, you know, you're like, man, I'm spending like five, six hundred dollars every month to carry debt. And what could I be doing with that? I mean, that's, you know, $7,200 a year that I could be using to grow. And instead I'm using, and it's not knocking my debt out. This is just to maintain the debt. Yeah, I'm paying $7,200 to stay in debt. And so, you know, when I started thinking of that, I said, you know what? I, I don't need these extra things more than I need to get rid of this 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 monkey on my back. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge motivator for me.
2: And I also think it's you know it's really important that you pay attention to what's going to keep you motivated to stay on top of your financial goals because for some people they feel motivated when they they're like consistently knocking out debt. Mm -hmm. Some folks may be like you know what I got this other debt over here the interest isn't as high but if I knock it out you know I only owe $700 on it. Make it personal. What's going to keep you motivated? But the first step is to really develop that budget and determine where the money's coming from and where the money is going. And I'm glad you brought up the high um, interest credit card because that was my next thing. Another component of a good financial plan is debt management. Mm you know, really managing your debt. A lot of us have or had credit cards with really high interest rates. And maybe we had one that had an $1,800 balance and one with a $3,600 balance. You know, you really have to look at how much you're paying in interest. Yes. Because to your point, what else could you be doing with that money?
3: Absolutely, and also I think that it's it's motivating to to look at. It. I know for myself, I used to be like, "You know what? I know it's a lot, I know the interest is like I don't care i just don't I don't want to deal with that and I made my payment each month so that I wouldn't get you know bad credit, but I didn't really want to dissect it. I just knew that at some point I would get time and I would address it, and I'm waiting for this large chunk of money so I can go ahead and knock it out and that was my way of looking at it, but I wasn't taking into account the fact that I'm paying a lot of money each month to maintain that debt. And, um, and it just wasn't a, it wasn't a a good strategy. So, you know, I think having a debt managing straight, you know, first strategy was, Hey, you know what? I can transfer this debt over to an interest free credit card. You know, I can go ahead and do a balance transfer. And if I do a balance transfer now, I know that at least for one year, I won't be accruing any additional interest. So now I just got to take this, this, this debt amount and break it up into 12 or 24 payments and try to knock it out before this promotion ends. But again, you know, to your point, I just had to find a strategy that was motivating to me and, um, you know, hard work pays off after a while, you know, you get it down and you get it knocked out and then you got to be disciplined to make sure you don't bring it back.
2: Yeah. Yeah. really the main reason I like to talk about finances a lot in this podcast because technically it's a fitness podcast right we say mind body and business but mainly we talk about fitness whether it's physical well-being or mental health but when you think about finances and when you're in a um a challenging financial situation, how that spills over into other uh, areas of your life, how it impacts your mental health, mm-hmm. how it impacts your physical well-being. Because if your money is tied up over here, then you can't dedicate that money to buying healthy groceries, which contribute to your well-being. You can't dedicate that money to investing in a trainer or a gym membership because it's tied over, uh, tied up over here. When you have financial issues, you become depressed. You become stressed out. You know, it impacts your mental well-being. We see a lot of marriages not making it because of financial issues. We see a lot of uh, friendships being broken, bad business happening because of bad choices with finances. So, you know, staying on top of that can really alleviate stress in other areas of your life. The fourth thing that I have for a component of a good financial plan is an emergency fund, especially if you worked so hard to get out of debt. One thing, (laughs) one thing, what if there is, um, God forbid, somebody's injured or there's a death in your family and you need to get up and go, you need to get a plane ticket, you need to help out other family members getting there, or, you know, what if... I don't know. Give me a financial emergency.
3: My financial emergency. How about you know as homeowners that's wonderful you own your property free and clear but on the flip side of it you know I learned that property tax is paid a year in advance so I did not know this and I found this out by finding a property on the tax sale list. So you see his property on the tax sale list (laughs) and now you got to come up with six to nine thousand dollars on the spot to pay the city of Baltimore so that they don't put your house on the property tax uh sale auction so anyway but it's an emergency and it has to be a priority and having um some money tucked away makes it so that you could address that and you don't have to cancel christmas You know, you don't have to cancel Christmas. It's something it it is really a blessing to be able to crawl out of a big situation and have not and don't have to have your life turned all the way upside down. So, you know, to me, that is a huge quality of life better than driving a brand new Benz down the street just to know that, you know what, braces come up, injuries come up destruction comes up, you know, when you, when car, you do, your
2: car breaks down, air, air conditioners, we yeah. spent
3: $20,000 last year in air conditioners, you know, and you've got to have that money put aside so that you can address it. It certainly makes a big difference.
2: Yeah. Imagine getting out of a hole only to fall right back in it again. Uh, it's just like one of the most discouraging things. So I would say really before you go really hard paying off your debt, making sure that you have even if it's just $500, mm-hmm. just, just imagine how that can cushion any type of emergency that comes up. Yes, For me, I feel like it's a reminder that being responsible with your finances is also an important aspect of your wellness journey because it does impact the way you move, feel, think, and act. So be sure to have your money in order. Just like that, you have your big four to improve or enhance your mind, body, and business. Four ways to find motivation when you're overwhelmed or in a rut. That is for your mind. Quick recap, a change of scenery, uh, setting small goals, creating a priority list and doing one thing at a time. Um, And then for your body, four signs your body is telling you to slow down. Pay attention to your breath, shortness of breath, whether it's when you're exercising or experiencing some type of anxiety, Um, stiffness, aches, limited range of motion. If you are irritable, your body is probably trying to tell you something. Uh, And if you're having trouble focusing, that's often a sign your body is telling you you need to slow down. And then lastly, four components of a good financial plan, setting those short, medium and long term goals, creating a budget, really determining where your money's coming from and where it's going. A debt management plan, looking at those high interest loans and that debt. And also, you know, when you think about debt management, there may be a time when you need to take on new debt. You know, yeah. you're looking to buy a house or buy a car. And so you want to make sure that you have space and you're managing your debt in a way where you can afford to make the payments on everything and definitely setting up that uh, emergency fund. If you need more insight on any of these topics or want to access some other great resources in between episodes, be sure to follow Mind, Body, and Business on Instagram and Facebook at Pod. I would give you my husband's IG, but he kind of yeah, low-key with it. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, you can just find him in my <laughs> comment section. Yeah,
3: follow me at Maria Moore.
2: <laughs> follow him at Maria Moore. Thank you, Mr. Collins. I appreciate your contribution to this conversation. Now, before I completely wrap up this, Episode. Got to remind you and extend and ask for you to rate and review this podcast, especially if you are listening on Apple Podcasts follow the podcast so that you'll get notifications when new episodes drop every Wednesday. It makes a huge difference and I want to send out a lot of love to everyone who has taken the time to write a review, send feedback, DMs, all of that. Appreciate and feel the love. Uh, again, as always, you can stay connected with the Mind, Body, and Business podcast on Instagram and Facebook at Pod. If you have a question you want answered inside of this podcast, shoot it to me. and You never know, I may be talking to you on the next episode as always i enjoyed this time with you truly appreciate your ear and look forward to another empowering conversation on the next episode until then take care mind body and business is an urban one incorporated reach media production hosted by me maria moore follow me at maria moore m-a-r-i-a-m-o-r-e on instagram executive produced by maria moore and jahi whitehead senior director of podcast operations deandre smith Supervisory Producer, Colby kolb Tyner, Director of Sales and Corporate Partnerships, Michelle Marino, Integrated Marketing and Partnerships, Lori Flowers, Laura Lopez, and Brittany Jackson. Digital Marketing, Walter Gaynor, J.R. Davis, and Tim Hall. Music produced by Jamal J. So Smith. Thank you for listening to the Mind, Body, and Business Podcast.